and welcome to our round table. Today's round table is dedicated to the conference uh, Creative Society, what the profits dreamt of, uh, and uh, which gathered millions of people uh, and um, uh, representatives from different religions from all over the world uh, who spoke the truth and uh, that brought to us, which was brought to us by our prophets. Um, uh, which was forgotten for thousands of years. Yes, and today's topic is the end times. We have four guests with whom we will have a discussion today. We would like to welcome Yuri Nikrasov from the Russian Federation. Yuri, welcome. TJ Thompson from the USA. We have Dushan Valesik from Czech Republic. And our last guest is Ilmaz Atakan from Turkey. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Uh, we all heard about the end times, and this enigma has been with uh, human civilization from its very beginning of its existence. Uh, we all know about the predictions uh, from the different religions, uh, and today we will ask questions to our guests uh, uh, and speakers uh, on this topic. Let's watch an excerpt from the conference. All religious traditions have preserved information about the last times. But how do we feel about it? Do we draw any conclusions? Do we, people, understand that the end times are now? All the signs of the hour of judgment are already obvious. The scriptures of Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism say that in the last times, people will die from all sorts of infectious diseases. Pestilence will mow people down. Now that the whole world is engulfed in a pandemic, we do not want to agree that these predictions are about our time. What has been said about the relationship among people in these times? What will people value when you are lied to and robbed at every step? When the more money you have, the cooler you are. And no one cares with what lies you earned it. When pride and vanity come first. When people are ready to do anything for their own benefit. When violence and hatred towards each other become justified and popular. When killers and tyrants become idols. Isn't this about our times? Eminent scientists who talk about man-made greenhouse gas emissions by humans cannot explain why earthquakes all over the earth are becoming more and more frequent every day. Why are cracks and huge gaps appearing all over the world and fires cannot be extinguished? Why rivers become shallow and disappear even when there is no human activity and marine mammals are thrown ashore 
Why is the magnetic field weakening? Are we blind not to see that our planet is collapsing? And all the prophets warned us about these times. Thank you very much. And it is hard not to see all the facts of the end times that uh, we're seeing today in the world. And this topic was discussed during the conference, but right now let's hear additional evidence. And I pass the floor to Dushan Valesic from Czech Republic, participant of the Creative Society Project. Dushan, please. Hello, dear friends. First of all, I would like to thank all people who are not indifferent to arrange this unique conference, what the prophets dreamed of. Actually, we implemented this conference, put it in life. At this conference, many facts were disclosed and information which was concealed from people. In the current uh, consumerist format, which is already 6,000 years, we already don't know the truth. But let's go back to facts. Did prophets really talk about the, our times? If we look at the facts, we don't have any doubts about that. The blossoming desert is a fact. A sharp increase in earthquakes is a fact. The pandemic is a fact. The mass uh, mass deaths of animals and fish is a fact. I can continue listing these facts for long, but there is also another fact which I would like to voice. All prophets said that at the end of times, a messenger from the spiritual world will come who will bring the truth. But when this will happen, uh, when this end of centuries, end of ages come. If we look at this from the point of view of geology and cyclic processes, the, the present is actually the time, nowadays is the time which the prophets mentioned, because if we take the 12,000 year cycle, which is due to this uh, climate change, and now it is ending, but uh, is there a specific date? I think there is a date, and I think that the majority of us know that this date is the 21st of December of 2012. Probably is, this date will be associated with the Maya calendar, uh, which uh, this uh, this plate which was found in Tortobero in the Bosco state in Mexico. According to the Mayan calendar, the, the current cycle of human civilization ends on December 21st, 2012. It is also interesting that this date is also mentioned at another stone which was found in the ruins near the settlement in uh, not far from Kulkavero. All of us know that this date was used in the wrong way against people when uh, when they provoked fear in people about the assumed time or uh, date of the end of times. But thanks to the books by Anastasia Novik and the videos with the participation of Igor Mikhailovich Danilov, we understand that this date is the beginning of the crossroads, which means that humanity has reached a point when it has to decide whether they, would the people will live according to the consumerist format 
further uh, meaning fighting having wars killing each other being afraid or to step on the way of evolution on the way of love friendship and cooperation and tolerance towards each other and here i would like to go back to the prophets buddha jesus and muhammad peace be upon him we're talking about these times the times when we have to decide whether we want to live or to die at this very moment all people on this planet should know about this because only a person who knows the truth can freely make a decision and our obligation our duty as of people who know the truth already we should transfer this information conveyed to all people in the world and when i see that every day this project uh, is joined by more and more people i'm uh, gaining confidence and it's very joyful for me that we have chosen life and now everything depends on how fast we will spread this information so as to build this society of love and happiness as fast as possible thank you very much thank you Dushan what did the prophets say about the end times let's watch our next excerpt from the conference Our prophets, and I want to say it right away, all the prophets who came are all ours. They came from one God, and they came to the whole humanity. That's why all the prophets are ours, and this is indeed so. Prophets could not bring different truths. They brought one truth. That truth was always simple. And the essence of it was exactly what we call the creative society today. But prophets said that humanity will come to a certain time when it will face a choice and when we will have two ways. One way is, excuse me, what we call the last hour, the judgment, the apocalypse. And the second one, is millennia of life of a happy life like in paradise or golden millennia nobody knows when this will happen yes but what is implied by the point that nobody knows when it will happen it is actually implied that the final choice will still be up to people in this is really our chosenness the chosenness of today of these times we can if we want to and do you know what is interesting? We can do it, if we find common language with one another, if we begin to understand each other, and if we really want this, instead of seeing rivals in each other, or envy someone, or something else. Let's just roll up our sleeves, go ahead, and make our world such as we want to see it. Thank you very much. And now it's very interesting to hear from our next speaker. Now I pass the floor to Yuri Nikrasov from Russia, a participant of the Creative Society project. Olga, спасибо, как меня слышно? Хорошо. 
Thank you very much, Olga. Can you hear me fine? Yes, we do hear you. Hello, dear friends. When we were preparing for the conference Creative Society, what the prophets dreamed of on the topic of the harbingers of the end times, we collected a number of facts about what science have already been implemented. I would, but I would like to focus on one of them today. It's the foundation on which the consumerist format is built, which is actually has actually brought us to the end times. And this was also mentioned in all the Holy Scriptures. I'll give several examples right now. In Mahabharata, in uh, one of the books, it is said that people uh, don't know, don't like to tell the truth, and they oppose the truth they reject the truth and the scholars will reject and when the truth will be killed their life will be shortened people will be uh, saying lies and they will not be opposed people will not trust each other when the end of yuga will come and there will be sales and purchase of everyone and there will be deception and one of the hadiths which Ukhari was conveyed he, uh, he said that there will be time when people will sell each other and there will be no one who will be trusted people will say that in there is such a man who can do uh, give money they will praise mind good manners of people who will not have faith in their heart even of uh, a little seed of faith. Also, Abu Kuraira mentioned that message of Allah, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said that the judgment day will not come until there won't be discord, lies, and until these days will become closer. And uh, uh, this hadith is considered to be trustworthy. In the Bible, it is mentioned that the Spirit says that the end times will come and at these times people will will heed to the demonic whisper and lies. This way lies is a terrible virus that affected our society. It slowly leads us to death, to self-destruction. We are surrounded by total lies which are broadcasted by mass media politicians and even by science. Contemporary researchers, uh, contemporary researcher David Dubrovsky mentions that lies are in all spheres of human life and human uh, life is filled with lies also lies is one of the foundations of this world. There is no social activity where there is no deception. Nowadays can be called uh, the uh, age of fake news. This term fake news is known to everyone. Fake news is means uh, widespreading of uh, not reliable false information. Fake news are made in such a way so as it will be difficult to distinguish them to, from true news. At the end of the 2019, an Israeli company and the Baltimore University published the results of an economic research according to which all false news uh, cost $78 billion to the, for the world economy every year. And this data covers uh, the economic uh, loss from disinformation. 
but the losses can actually be even higher if we study the indirect costs of these uh, lies. For example, lack of trust for state institutions, the slowing down of innovations, harm to reputation, etc. But the most terrible thing that fake news cause that people become enemies to each other and also researchers from the Polish one of the Polish universities uh, say that in 2018 the number of countries that uh, make fake content has increased two times compared to the previous year Doctor of Economics in uh, uh, Moscow University says that at current speed of dissemination, false information can have a drastic and very terrible consequences in economics, politics, and all spheres of life. Another problem is that fake news always bring man, money and enrich the owners of platforms and those who spread this news. So what are lies? Lies are influence on a person through mass media by means of uh, putting a person into delusion. The purpose is to form a certain attitude to something or somebody, to influence his or her uh, behavior or condition. And the motive is always the same, to get personal benefit. Given all the above, we need to understand that if fake news are created, it means that someone benefits from that. And if someone benefits from that, it means that someone loses. If uh, mass media belong or, con or are controlled by 1% of the population, which we, whom we talked about, it is very easy to guess who is the loser. I'm interested, actually, who is so naive to think that news after which markets fall and crisis begin and military conflicts arise, that these news are accidental. In, it is interesting that in many popular research of lies, it is mentioned that it is necessary and it, it is due to the necessity of micro-social and interpersonal communication and individuals are forced to lie, kind of, and they have to know how to do it in a qualified way. Researchers say that lies are actually an element of social relations. This way we are imposed an opinion that the society where people tell the truth and would be totally honest with each other was, is totally unrealistic. Now I quote, judgments about the fact that no humane relations should be uh, deprived of lives are too primitive. Is this a normal statement that the relationship are not are impossible without lies? Let's face the facts. Mass media not just spread lies, but in addition, they also impose an idea on us that we have to lie to each other and thus they separate us even more. Alexander Zinoviev wrote that historians invade, invent such a past that is needed for the present. We can expose one piece of lie, but when lies are all over in the human history of the world, 
What can we say here? The scope of lies is disastrous. And they lie to us not about our present and our past, but even about our future. In the light of the given facts, we can understand that how valuable the activity of Alatra International Public Movement is. Every, every project is very important because volunteers revealed the facts, the truth about science, about spiritual field, about climate, because only people who know the truth can change the future. If we think well, in the basis, on the basis of every uh, lies is a fear, and fear is a tool to enslave people, but all our prophets talked about love. There is no fear in love. So maybe we should build the society which our prophets dreamt of. In this case, we won't have to lie to each other, because the end times are actually given for us to make this choice. We need to choose whether to exist in the slavery of fear and lies or to build a society of truth and love. And every person now can do a lot by telling, just telling the truth all over the world can say that the creative society is already building. And we are thus approaching that world which the prophets were talking about as of the golden age of love and prosperity. Now the choice is up to us, to each of us. And this choice is made right now. Thank you. As we can see, the evidence is clear. Uh, we are living in the end times. The following question is the uniqueness of the time and the possibility of building the creative society which the prophets spoke about. Let's watch our next excerpt uh, from the conference. We have already heard how in different religions the development of science and technologies and education was inhibited. And it is said for me as a Christian uh, to call the ages between 7th and the 17th age, the Dark Ages, as it's called in Europe. But there is one interesting moment that Western scientific schools and media culture are silent about. It is the Golden Age of Islam, the Golden Age of Muslim science. And I want to refer and uh, say the Hadith, as it was said, um, as it was narrated from Anas ibn Malik, that the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, said that seeking knowledge is a duty upon every Muslim. And the Prophet, he laid foundations for this golden age of Islam. He was opening uh, libraries and making possible that uh, great libraries uh, are also not only combining storage, but also teaching. And these houses of wisdom, houses of science, were open freely and available to everyone, including women and children. And many previously uh, discovered scientific works uh, from ancient times, from different regions, 
were translated into Arabic. And as an interesting fact, for example, in the library of Ibn Abbas, who lived in the 10th century, this library has as many books as all libraries of Europe at the time combined. Another interesting example that the works of Asian scientists, which were laid foundation for Renaissance, reach Western Europe exclusively through the translations from Arabic language with extensive comments by great Muslim scholars and thinkers such as Ibn Sina, Ibn Rushd, Al-Khazali, and many, many others. And what is more interesting, that, for example, the camera that is filming me now and then send the signal to the program, this camera is only possible and made available after the invention uh, of the principle how our human eye works and getting an image in the dark room. This principle was invented by and discovered by great Muslim scientist Ibn al-Haytham. And the very principle of operation of the program that then takes the signal and sends through the internet into your device and now a miracle you watching me sitting in Germany and you can be in all part of the world but you hear me and you hear all other participants of this conference. And the working of the, um, and the invention that stays behind all information technologies was done by great Muslim scientist, Muhammad Ibn Musa al-Khwarizmi, who was proposed a way to describe a complex actions in stages, an algorithm. But why there is silence about golden age of Islam? Why the somebody deliberately distorted the image of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. The representative of religious organizations, they knew about the prophecy and they are afraid of the development of science and technologies that will be able and make possible people from all over the world to be connected into one global event. And that's why they knew and they want to cancel the implementation of the prophecy. And the Muslim scholars that were faithful to Allah, faithful to the Prophet, peace be upon him, they followed Prophet, peace be upon him, a message, and they do their best that now we have a chance to meet and to talk to each other, to say the truth, to voice the truth. And I completely agree with what doubtless said, that whoever denies the words of Prophet, peace be upon him, and the majesty of this day, the importance of this day, such people, they deny the words of Allah, and they go against the will of Allah. Think about it. And I would like to address this question to Ilmaz Atakan. Please, maybe you can um, add and share your understandings as well. Merhaba arkadaşlar. Yuvarlak varsa toplantısını beni davet ettiğiniz için 
Çok teşekkür ederim. Ben Türkiye'den katılıyorum. Ülkemde İslam dinine mensup insanları ortamında Hello dear friends, thank you very much for inviting me. In my country I grew up in the uh, in Islamic religion and I saw how life in a Muslim country uh, it complies actually with the life in the creative society. Establishment of creative society which is the most important issue is actually obvious. It is obvious that we are living in the unique time, and the uniqueness of the time of this time is that is everything that is everything is happening in reality, and we started starting living in real life. We used to be separated artificially by enmity, by discord, but now in the world there are enough competent and knowledgeable, knowledgeable people in order to build the creative society. These people want to live in peace, do good, help each other. And those who deceived us for many years they will not be able to deceive us anymore after this hour because humanity will make the right choice. The conference that took place a month ago evidences these times, the end times. People stopped being silent. People of different nations were attending the conference. They were openly voicing the obvious truths, scientists, religious acti uh, religious clergymen, scientists, teachers, philosophers. This shows that together we can uh, instill these ideas in others and we can spread these ideas by means of communication technology. This meeting, this conference, it was a meeting of all people all over the world. It has been an example. It has become an example for us of how we can build a world of creation and goodness, how to live in love for of Allah, for Allah and each of us. And this is the real happiness. All prophets always said that we should live as brothers and sisters. Humanity should be uh, living and working for the sake of all society. Every person should have more time to spend it on spiritual development. Our ancestors told us about the creative society. And in the scriptures, in legends, we can uh, read about this, but we have a unique opportunity to implement this in real life. The importance of nowadays is that creative society, which all the prophets dreamed of, Thank you, uh, uh, has already come in true. I would like to ask the same question to our next guest, uh, Pastor T.J. Thompson. Uh, from the USA. 
Well, thank you. Um, first off, thank you so much for inviting me to be part of this incredible discussion today. I feel honored to be able to speak into it. And I think that the consensus of this group is right on that we are living in what could potentially be the end times, but I think we'd very much have a choice in that. And I believe like all good prophecy and like all good apocalyptic literature, it not only speaks to the future, but it speaks to its current audience as well. And I believe that it continued to speak throughout each and every generation. And just, for example, the book of Revelation from the scriptures, John wrote to his audience of that day, and he spoke to a group of people that were under the oppression of a Roman empire, Domitian. And he spoke to them and he's like, this emperor was committing slaughter and genocide in mass. He was demanding worship of himself. And we get a lot of prophetic things that we've a lot of times look for today, but he was demanding that for men and women to be able to buy and sell, they must worship him as the empire. And then they would receive a mark to prove that they had worshiped the empire to them buy and sell. And then they referred to him as the beast and the coming of the beast. And so as John wrote this prophetic literature, he was speaking to his audience then who were experiencing great tragedy, who were experiencing great oppression. And he, what he told them is hold on this worship of this empire, this worship of this structure is not the true way it is. And he showed them a picture of heaven and how they could be a part of bringing this heaven to earth and to see it exist there. And they made it happen. They were a part of it happening. These people, they held on to each other. They supported each other. They loved each other. They followed God's truth. And then a hundred years later, this Roman state empire worship became about God. It became Christian. It became the national state religion. Why? Because they held on. They made a choice not to just let the evil that was being dictated to their nation crumple them and destroy them and ruin them. And I think as much as, as John wrote the book of Revelation and it applied to them, I think it has continued to apply to us even here today. We are more powerful as humans than we have ever been. And there's more corporations and there's more empire worship than there has ever been. And I believe with the worship of empire and the worship of science, even though it has helped us so much, we have created devices that have actually given us the ability to make our lives so much better, but it's also destroying the planet. It's also destroying this world that we live in. And I think we have the opportunity as we're living in these end times to let it crush us, to let us destroy us, to let it be the end or we can make that choice that those who have come before us have made and band together, love each other, support each other before a better world, before the continuing life, not of just dictating and power and control and consumerism and the pursuit of more for me, but be about each other and be about bringing life to each other, even at the sacrifice of our own benefit. And I think we can avoid the catastrophe that our ancestors before us have avoided. And I think we can continue to be a part of bringing that heaven to earth if we move away from the lies that empire is the way, that control is the way, that power is the way, that military might is the way. If we turn away from that and become a united group, a creative society, working together, we can achieve the same things they did. Now, I will readily say, I believe our struggle may be a little bit more intense than theirs is. We all rely on the things that our 
actively destroying our planet. I'm committed to my cell phone day in and day out. I hold on to it. I buy things on Amazon day in and day out. I'm contributing to the ongoing destruction of the planet for the convenience of my own life. And I think we all do these things and I think we all take each other for granted. So I think the choices that we all have to make are what are we willing to surrender for each other? What are we willing to surrender for our future generations? What am I willing to give to all of you so I can be a part of a solution instead of part of the continuing damnation and ruin and cause of the end times? And I think that's what we're all faced with currently is are we going to band together and make coming together as you and I loving each other, loving God, being one and united to see this whole end times thing come to an end? Thank you. Thank you very much, TJ. And uh, the facts do speak for themselves. We see that today we are living in these end times. And the future of our civilization today depends on the choice of each person living today. And um, I would like to thank all the speakers, everyone who took part in this roundtable. And dear viewers, if you haven't watched the conference, Creative Society, What the Prophets Dreamt Of, uh, you can find it in your language on the website, alatraunites.com, as it was simultaneously translated into more than 45 languages. And if you have already watched it, please share your understandings. You can record your insights and share them with others on your social media, including what was it about the conference that interested you the most? These are all interesting things for us all to share and to listen to, and also write comments and questions. Um, what would you like to see at the next roundtables that we hold on Sundays. Uh, we would love to hear from you um, and please uh, write us your questions and comments. And also, if you would like, you can organize your own round table in your city as well. Yes, um, dear friends, uh, we are also pleased to announce that uh, our next conference will be held on May 22nd, 2021, the theme of which is life after death, fiction and facts. Everyone is invited to participate uh, in preparation for this uh, upcoming event. And together we can find out the truth about the questions uh, we all ask ourselves. What happens after death? Dear speakers, dear viewers, let's meet on the next roundtable and thank you all for taking part today. Thank you. Существует вопрос, который задавал себе каждый человек. Мы обращаемся к науке и к религиям, чтобы найти на него ответ. И вот уже шесть тысяч лет мы пытаемся узнать, Есть ли жизнь после смерти? Впервые в истории ученые, врачи, священнослужители и очевидцы будут искать ответ вместе. Существует ли реинкарнация? Страх смерти. Какова его природа?
откуда мы, живые люди, знаем, что такое смерть. Кому выгодно скрывать факты о послесмертной судьбе человека? Сознание человека вне тела. Пророки знали правду о послесмертной судьбе человека. Что говорит наука? Состояние рая и ада объясняется... Для чего мы здесь? Why are we here? Answers to the main questions for every person. 22nd of May 2021. International online conference. Life after death. Fiction and fact.